Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the up way too damn early Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. You can find me at odddadoutpodcast.com and at odddadout on all the social media places. I'm not even going to fix that. (laughs) And this is a show where I ramble and rant and tell you about me and my life and whatever the hell's going on in my head and I maybe make fun of some news stuff and maybe tell you about a podcast that I think you should listen to. Because why the hell not? You should listen to more podcasts, really. I mean, like, it's, it's, we're in the plagues. What else are you going to do? So, <clears throat> yeah, I, I mentioned it's way too early for this shit. So, rewind a couple of weeks where I, I missed a show because I fell asleep. Yeah, I did that again. And <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to a story. It's actually relevant to it, too. But um, yeah, long story short, I fell asleep again. Because my wife, if I'm home, my wife wants me to lay with her. Even if I'm going like, to stay up and play video games or if it's a recording night, my wife wants me there laying with her when she goes to sleep. And, well, like I was laying there, like, you know, still dressed. I hadn't gotten pajamas on or anything. And she's like, like, where are you going? You got a hot date or something? Why haven't you gotten changed? Like, because I'm going to go record. She's like, it's like, but I can't snuggle if you're in your if you're still wearing jeans fine so you're okay i go put on my pajamas and lay back down and she gets all snuggled up and okay she's falling asleep and then blink it's 5 30 <laughs> again so so that's where i'm at and so i decided you know what, fuck it this time i'm gonna wake up and i'm gonna record early and it's it's not 5 30 because i had to finish waking up and make coffee and I had a little bit of stuff to do before pushing record, but it's like six something in the morning right now. And I could tell you exactly, but you know, looking down at the corner of the screen to look at the clock. Oh my God. That's so much work to look at the clock right now. Ugh. Safe to say I am back on coffee today instead of my, my Dr. Pepper with vanilla cream soda. Taste the flavor. Was that what I said? I think that's what I said. <laughs> Coffee. Because it's better than anything else you could have. Now, um, but <laughs> yeah, so fun story. Uh, I haven't been to work in a week. Because, <laughs> well, last week, when I was getting, well, I, I wouldn't say so much say getting ready for work, but last Tuesday, I, I got like bitch slapped with the absolute worst headache in my life. Like brain pounding, migrainey type headache, like 
I was having to fight like dizzy, nauseous headache. And let's just say I don't get headaches. Part because I, I don't know why. And I'm sure part because I have a pretty high pain threshold. So I normally just don't get headaches. It's not a thing for me. I know it's weird. A lot of things about me, especially like medically speaking, are very weird. I'm, I'm an enigma. What can I say? But yeah, well, when, when, when you live in the COVID times and seriously, I think that, you know, the old gag, if you'd go on WebMD and you type in whatever your answer was cancer (laughs) right now, whatever your symptoms are, it's COVID. I was like, you know why? Because COVID has overlapping symptoms with everything. Literally, the only thing that you can't trace to COVID right now is autism. And just wait, they're going to say that next. (sighs) But I have heard and I've seen from, you know, a lot of reports that one of the most obvious symptoms is splitting headache. And a lot of people who have complained, like the people who are toughing through it at home, and a lot of them have said like one of the most bitching ass parts of it is the just overwhelming headache seems to be the biggest pain in the ass if you aren't it's either you don't feel a thing you are in a hospital or you're home dealing with it because you're not that sick and usually the at home dealing with it not that sick people tend to say the biggest bitch is the headache that is just the worst fucking headache of your life. Okay. I was having the worst fucking headache of my life. And considering part of my job does put me in contact with possible, you know, like we disinfect buildings. That's part of my job. So it's entirely possible I could have come into contact with something. It makes, it, it totally could happen. So I go get tested because, you know, me having a, a headache uh, pain level of this magnitude is completely out of the ordinary. And so I'm like, okay, well, and I let my boss know, hey, here's what's going on. I have this headache from hell. I've got a fever coming on. I'm nauseous. Um, so I'm going to go get tested just in case because you never know. It, it could absolutely be that. It could just be a migraine. It could, but it also could, could, could be the COVIDs. And so I go get tested and I'm lucky as hell because in a lot of places, basically there's, there's a ton of places you can get tested and there's a ton of free testing all over the state. And ASU just developed a new saliva based test and they've got all these like, major like oh we're we're we can do 5000 tests a day uh testing sites and all this stuff and like hey we've like no trouble we can get you and like but like they're far <laughs> for those of you geographically speaking i'm i live in the far west valley from phoenix and i let's just say central phoenix is almost an hour away from me yeah and so 
when they have these big flashy testing sites where I can go get tested, but it's an hour away, theoretically still in town <laughs> because the way the 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 cities are located. And I've talked I think I've talked about this forever ago, but basically the way like the Phoenix metro area there's no separation between cities. You literally cross the street and now you're in a different town. So it's it's entirely just kind of a thing where you're just driving, you're in the city, you're in the city, and you realize you've crossed four cities. You just haven't left the city kind of thing. Anyway, um, those testing sites are far. And out where I live, out in the West Valley, is a lot of retirement communities. You know, Sun City, Arizona, and like, all of the various Sun City kind of sub areas, Sun City Grand and Sun City West and Sun City blah, 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 blah. And all of the, the whole, it's a giant retirement community city. And like you literally, and again, I've talked about this before, but you literally cannot live there if you are under 55. Um, legal and tax reasons, you can't live there. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's safe to say there's a lot of cases in this part of the valley because this is where all the old people are. There's also a lot of extra testing on this side of the valley because this is where all the old people are. And so it is actually very difficult to get a test same day if you live on the west side. And we were calling around, we were looking at all the places and we're like, oh, the best we can do is three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. So basically I have to wait an entire day before I can get a test. Shit. Calling around, calling around, calling around. They're like, oh yeah, we can do like, you don't have to blah, blah, blah. Like we're doing on-site testing. Ah, blah, blah. Like, okay. Like one of them, they weren't going to be able to get us until like Friday. Um, if, if this is this, I need to get a test now <laughs> and, and all that. But anyway, calling and calling and calling. We eventually did find a, a, uh, oddly enough, very close to us, a, an urgent care center that was doing testing and they were doing, you know, the in your car, con- uh, basically contactless. I mean, as contactless as, as these tests can be, but they're, they're doing, uh, antibody testing and full, like active testing from your car, which is fine. And like really no appointment needed. You can just drive up and tell them you're here and Hey, and all I basically had to do was like, I called one of their locations and they said, and they said, Oh yeah, there is another one over there by you. They, they should be fine to do it. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was literally around the corner from my house. And like, I probably could have walked there, but it's hot because, you know, Arizona in the summer. So I'm going over, I go over there and, you know, it's, it's pretty standard. You know, if you're going to an urgent care, you fill out the paperwork here, they're like, bring you out the clipboard and, you know, they got to come and go in that building like 20 times because, okay, we're going to bring you your clipboard with your paperwork. It's signed in. We're going to get your, your license and your insurance information, do all the standard, you know, urgent care stuff. If you've never been to an urgent care, basically this is the same deal as like, it's like going to any other hospital and checking in except slightly less paperwork. It's just a lot of, you know, basic standard medical history kind of bullshit. You, you know, when you go to the doctor that you make you fill out papers, same thing. 
get your insurance, get your blah, 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 do all the things. And they come out and they ask some questions, they do some stuff. And because, you know, it's a medical thing, so they got to do a little doctor visit type thing. But what they do is they do a kind of a remote, they're again, contactless thing. So they either will call you just on your phone or they'll pull up like a Google Duo and they'll buzz you on your phone on that to do a virtual um, chat with the doctor and all that stuff and like talk about your symptoms and all the stuff and blah, blah, blah. And do all, you know, doctor chat like they do. And then they bring out, they come out. And since I was getting, I went ahead and did the antibody test because I've suspected before that I might've had it. So I'm like, okay, let's see. Maybe I already had it. So they come out, they do the antibody test and they do the, the regular test. And this is still one of the places where they're doing the double scrape your brain through your nose swab thing. And <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the, they're scraping your brain, man. And, and then they were super nice. I will, I will totally give it to her. She comes out and she's like, okay, so, uh, this is going to smell kind of like pool water. And, <laughs> and they take the long sticky thing and they shove it up your nose. She was careful about it. She wasn't like, and just, you know, shoving it straight in there. But then she, you know, they stick the swab thingy up your nose, <laughs> and 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 then they keep pushing, and then they keep pushing, <laughs> and and somewhere around the back of your uh, back of your head, they they spin it around, and you can find it, kind of feel your toes tingle a bit because. <laughs> And they're, they're, they're scraping your brain, seriously. And <clears throat> so then they, they take it out and like, then your, your entire face is leaking because they've pushed like, see, it doesn't hurt, hurt. It's uncomfortable. It's all fuck. I will say that a hundred times. It is not comfortable. They just shoved a big stick into your brain. And then. <laughs> And this, this, this part sucked because it was my dumbass fault. I mean, what isn't, but then I'm like, she's like, all right, like, oh, let me give you, like, you know, I need to give you a second so you can kind of recover so we can do the second one. And I'm sitting there and my reaction is like a shuddering kind of literally shaking it off. And I go and shake it off, like nodding. No, <laughs> because my dumbass fault. So she sees me shake my head no, which was really me going, ah. But, you know, masks, and I'm in a car, and she's outside the car, and blah, blah, blah. She doesn't understand quite the dynamics of, ah. And in she goes. <laughs> so like, okay. And up she goes with the second one. And that one went really fast. She's like, in. She's like, swirly, swirly. Swabby, swabby. And she's back out. She's like, oh, that one really got you. We're like, No. <clears throat> that, that sucked the same as the other one. <laughs> like, all right. But like, yes, I was crying. Why was I crying? Because, you know, when you shove something up your nose and you got all those little pressure points up there where like, oh, you push this little, like you hit this location. It's kind of like, you know, hitting your uvula or whatever. It's like your gag reflex. You push that little button in the back of your throat and it makes you throw up. Well, there's there's nerves and there's points like that inside your nose where it's just putting pressure on your tear ducts. 
And this basically has to push past that. So guess what? As soon as they shove the stick up your nose, your face just starts gushing. And it's not like a, oh my God, it hurts so much. It's a, they pushed on your tear ducts and then you just started leaking. And so I'm just sitting there, my eyes just gushing. Like I can't see eyes gushing from this ship. And oh, and I told her, it's like, it's, it didn't, and I'll, I'll admit, yeah, it probably has a, a chlorine kind of smell to it in my brain. I'm like, this smells like dirty celery because that's where my brain goes. And I have really weird, um, sensory connections for stuff like more in the not necessarily, Oh, I, I see things different than other people I, or anything like that, but more of, I have different experiences from which to draw references. So when I, I don't just like most people can relate pool water. I also can relate dirty celery and I can relate vegetation and I can relate, Oh, this smells like grass. This smells like dirt. This smells like cement. This whatever I, I can, I have a, a, a slightly wider variety of, of references to pull. And so something like that, I was like, this smells like dirty celery. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I guess it kind of does. <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but that was, you know, my experience. And then the, like the, the, the antibody test is a, is a finger poke and they come out and, you know, you stick your hand out of the car and they do the swipe and, was, and they give you a bandaid so they can put the bandaid, you can put the bandaid on and all blah, 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 blah. It's real simple. It's like, it's the same kind of poke as one of those as a blood sugar test for like diabetes and stuff. And and she's like, well, <laughs> it's like, the good news is you're not really much of a bleeder. I'm like the bad news is I'm going to have to poke you again. <laughs> and I'm thinking is, well, yeah, I'm sitting in a car. My arm's hanging out. It's probably pinched off from being outside the window, <laughs> but she has to go back inside, get another little pokey. She got to get all, another set of stuff and get another alcohol and wipe it all off and clean it all off and blah, blah, blah. Lots of blah, blah, blah this week. Sorry. <laughs> she comes out and i'm like i'm sitting there just like okay i've done the the donating plasma thing and all that i've had them draw blood if all all these things i'm sitting there like making a fist grabbing something like pumping up my hand and like getting ready okay get my arm pumped up so that when she comes back and she tries to poke my finger it'll bleed this time (laughs) like okay i'm getting all pumped up and then give her my then like give her my hand back and then i I'm like, all right, there you go. And she's able to get her little blood sample for them to do the test. And it's like a 15 minute thing. And they wait, like you go, they, they take their little blood sample and they go and do their little test and they come back and just like, okay, the good news is you're negative. <laughs> like, okay. Well, or I'm ne- antibody negative. So I haven't had it before, but I'm like, mom, okay. It's <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm, I feel better about being antibody negative or what. I almost feel like I'd just rather it be over with and hope this was a migraine, but it is what it is. So, you know, that's it. And the one, the one thing they did tell tell me was like, just so you know, and at the very beginning, before we did anything, she's like, just so you know, insurance only pays for this test one time. And it suddenly occurred to me, that's probably why so many people in hospitals are getting these massive bills for COVID tests. Because every time you go to the hospital, you have to get it. They're giving it to everybody if you go to the hospital, just as precautionary measures. But hospitals take tests multiple times. And so I'm thinking that's probably what's going on with all that. It's like, yeah, the insurance paid for your first test when you first got to the hospital. And after that, they 
like, well, we have to test you again to make sure you're still negative. Why? Because there's lots of sick people in the hospital because that's because they, you know, there's diseases you can get just by going to the hospital. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's kind of a an effect of that whole thing. But that's another issue entirely. And uh, people are going to bitch about uh, the hospital system. And it's like, yeah, there's hospitals and things. And there's a lot of, of bureaucratic crap that makes things more expensive than they need to be and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, more with the blah, blah, blah. I don't say blah, blah, blah. But anyway, not as... I've tried to to funny up this, you know, scraping brain story. Uh, but back to the whole original point of I haven't been to work since then because and I'm for pretty 99% sure, legally speaking, um, I guess going back to the whole, it's hard to get a test on this side of the valley. Right now, there is up to a two-week delay on tests because they're doing so much testing out here. And so... Right now, I'm still waiting on my test results. And pending those test results, I can't go back to work. So that sucks. I mean, on, on one hand, it's nice because I'm home and I'm getting to hang out with boys and do all this stuff and, you know, reading stories. But it's it's been, it's one of those, well, my my nights very much revolve around I go to work. Everybody else's system grabs dad's gone and I haven't been. And so I haven't been to work in a week. I'm not on the schedule at all this week because we're waiting on my test results. And until I get the official one way or the other, I'm stuck at home. And I have still had some throbbing headaches and things here and there, but otherwise I haven't had any other major symptoms. And at this point, I'm fairly certain it was some freak migraine out of hell. But you, you don't know. Again, because, you know, WebMD, COVID. And so, like, everything is COVID. It's like, do your, do your fingers tingle a little funny? You've got the COVID. Anyway, it's, I, I can't go back to work right now. So, until I get my test results back one way or the other, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm at home. So, more garden time, more watching movies, more trying to find good horror movies, and we're running out of them. Um, but... I'm not going to get more into movie reviews this week. I did a bunch of that last time. But I am going to do something I haven't done in a little while. I'm going to take a break and play a promo that I was kind of mildly told I have to play because apparently they played my promo and then sent me email saying, play my promo because you I played your promo. I have no clue who the fuck these guys are. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. I always say I'll play any promo that I don't morally object to. So <clears throat> here we go with Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Hey, it's good old boy Mike. This is good old boy Dave. From Sips, Suds, and Smokes. Sips, Suds, and Smokes covers wine, tea, coffee, distilled spirits, whiskey, scotch, beer, cigars, People whose first name starts with Q. Bad fake British accents. And we always take time to make fun of the people of Alabama. Banned once again. It's a one-hour episode that's mildly entertaining for about 22 minutes. I think mildly would be a vast improvement. Well, we do have the only beer show with the Holy Man. We talk about these products and rate them with our unique rating system, like our Suds 5 rating. Do you 
really have something better to do with your life for an hour than actually listen to the show? Well, don't make them think about it. Well, join us on this radio station, podcast network, or via our Android app. Need to satisfy a hungry mind? Every week, Your Brain on Facts brings you science. Why does mint feel cold? History. King Charles II of Spain was so inbred, his family didn't bother educating him. Medicine. Two doctors tested cocaine as an anesthetic by injecting it into their own spines. Music. Many hit songs and even entire albums were written for revenge. Technology. The first video game was made on an oscilloscope in 1958. Art. Restorers destroyed a da Vinci sketch by dunking it in water and alcohol. And every other topic under the sun. Look for Your Brain on Facts on your favorite podcast app or at yourbrainonfacts.com. I just want to throw in real quick that Moxie has recently released the Your Brain on Facts book, which you can get in all your favorite book and, and type places. And I believe she's also currently working on the audiobook, which I imagine would read very much like the podcast. But check it out. If you dig the show, absolutely support Moxie, buy the book. I might see if I can get her back on here to talk more about the book. If I can find time to record uh, interviews, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, so cause breaks and getting more coffee cause my lounge singer now with my coffee. I know, don't quit your day job. But speaking of day jobs, not so much day jobs, but part of me being home so much in the last week has meant, for some reason, the boys suddenly want uh, my wife and I reading to them at night. And that, that's a completely new thing, that they want us reading to them at night. And yeah, we'll ha we have them read, and it's always kind of been our thing to make them read at the end of the night. Like, no, sit down, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, you go to bed, get a book and they sit down and they read. And for some reason they've decided, no, they want us to read to them, which is again, kind of a weird thing. And yeah, I'll admit it. I've, I've never been the sit down and read to my kids, dad. I'm, I haven't been, I, and I, I have before I've, I've read stories to them, especially before they could read. But at this point they all are at some level of being able to read. And it's a little more encouraging to have them trying to read on their own than it is just, you know, going through the story. But anyway, it started off with my wife pulling one of the boys kind of like kids chapter books. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hank the Cowdog series of books. I wasn't until my wife got them for the boys, especially for Damien. He wanted to start reading chapter books. And so she ended up buying them. I think she got the whole series at this point. I think he's got like 10 or 11 of these books at this point. And if you aren't familiar, I guess it, it's, a, it's a series about a, a dog who is the head of ranch security on a farm. He's a cow dog. And I guess they're all framed as kind of like these murder mystery type uh, whodunits and unsolved crimes and, and all this stuff. But from the perspective of the ranch hound and so... <laughs> And he's trying to solve the, these crimes. Like there's, there's chickens being murdered and stuff like that. 
And so she starts reading the first night and just does one chapter. And then we were <laughs> going to be like, okay, I do tonight, you do tomorrow, I do tonight, back and forth, and to kind of tag back and forth. And very quickly, this turned into, she did the first night, and then I just kept doing them every night. <laughs> and <laughs> the thing about this is, and I've talked about wanting to get into doing audiobooks. And when you're reading a story about a bunch of, you know, southern farm animals, and I'm the head of ranch security, you you just kind of have to start making voices for all of the characters. And it does make it a lot easier for you to to differentiate what's going on in the story when you're reading it to somebody. If you can do a different voice for each of the characters. And so very quickly, I just kind of fell into this. And the entire book is narrated from Hank's perspective. So the next thing I know, I'm reading like this. And the boys are just loving it. But it also creates a slight dilemma when I have to suddenly on the fly create new voices for different characters as they appear. And sorry, it's a little bit. (laughs) I'm used to doing that late at night. And right now it's still early in the morning and my voice hasn't warmed up to be able to be Hank for a long period of time. Need more coffee. But yeah, so I've been doing that and it's really fun. It's great practice for the whole wanting to do audiobooks thing because in my mind so far, my whole idea has been doing like, you know, um, educational stuff and, and, you know, the boring technical sitting there reading an operations manual type stuff or real simple stuff, not complicated nonfiction animal characters, Southern, whatever on a farm. And I, I, I always, I guess as much as I naturally do character voices, just as part of my normal sort of expression, I've never, I've always been worried about doing characters for a book and coming up with voices and characters for a story because, well, one, you have to be consistent with your voices and you kind of have to, you have to get into the character in it. And I very much have, have gotten into Hank because it's been, you spend most of the time with Hank because he's again narrating. He's the main character of everything. He is your, your eyes through the story are through Hank, but then I have to remember, like, there's Pete the cat, and there's Drover, who's the other dog, who's like the the young up and coming cow, uh, uh, cow dog. And the problem is that I, like, one, I couldn't match up to the voices that my wife was doing. Uh, I very quickly was like, yeah, I don't remember what you said you were doing for Drover, or this or this, but I just did this, and like, I don't think I've consistently done the same voice for the freaking cat. Because the cat shows up so rarely, I can't remember what it was like. Oh, man, I haven't seen the cat in two chapters. What the fuck did he sound like? <laughs> I think some. T- I think he sounds like this sometimes. So I don't even remember what the fuck I do for the cat. Uh, I remember. I remember Hank, and I remember what the the rancher sounds like because it's just very boy. Like Hank, get over here and that sort of shit. <clears throat> but it's it's been fun. It's honestly been fun. And, but every night I read a chapter to the boys and we're about halfway through the book at this point. And cause it's like 12 chapters. 
real short, simple book, but it's been fun and it's been a lot of, it's been definitely been an experience and I, I'm appreciating getting the experience in not only reading like a nonfiction character children's book like this, which is helping me with that whole just getting used to reading out loud and reading audiobooks and that stuff. And honestly, I feel like I want to, <laughs> it sounds really egotistical and, and all that shit. It sounds like I've heard the audiobook of Hank the Cowdog. These were recorded back in like 2008 or something like that by the author. And I don't want to, don't want to disparage the author, but he doesn't sound right. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right. And it could be, that's an audiobook recorded 12 years ago and audiobook quality and, and style and everything has come up substantially since then. But yeah, I feel like I want to do this. I want to do these books and I may, I may just record some of these for you guys as just an example, just having fun. Maybe I'll throw up a chapter of Hank the Cowdog on Patreon. We'll see. I don't know. It'll be fun. But yeah, anyway, that's, that's what I've been doing at night now. Um, it's been, it's just been fun, but also on top of the whole thing, I went into these books cold. I knew nothing about them other than the general premise of like my wife saying, Hey, it's a, he's a ranch hound. You know, he's the head of ranch security and you know, he's the, he's the dog on, on the ranch. That's it. That's about what I know. And they're all these murder mystery things. And that's about it. That's all I knew going into it. And so I just jumped in and this is the voice I'm giving Hank and, and this is the voice I'm giving Drover. And this is what I'm doing with, with the different characters. And there's a couple of characters that I need to remember what the fuck I'm doing with their voices. Cause I've only seen them twice, but there was an entire bit. Oh, it was so hilarious. And I'm trying to put the boys to sleep reading these stories, but there's an entire chapter where they run into this big crabby. They're like, they hitched a ride in the back of the truck when the ranchers go into town and they're sitting there in the back of the truck while they're guys sitting outside the, the pool hall or the bar or whatever it is. And next to him in, in the truck next to them, because ranchers and trucks, there's this big, ugly boxer dog <laughs> and he's all chained up. And next thing you know, they just start talking shit to each other and, <laughs> and, because he's all chained up and can't do shit. And you're like, what would you do if I just went and peed on your tires? <laughs> and he just goes fucking ape shit. And starts barking and hollering and making all this noise. And they come out and, and, and Hank and Drover just lay back in the bed of the truck and play and pretend to be asleep. <laughs> and, you know, big boxer dog gets in trouble. And they come back out and start peeing on his tires again, <laughs> pissing him off. And he's, goes fucking nuts and then they quick back in the truck and they just sit there and keep getting this fucking dog and so this whole sequence is hilarious and it was so fun to do and barely holding my composure as i'm trying to get through this scene it was so funny and the boys were just laughing their heads off like I'm trying to put them to sleep, but this is the last thing you're hearing is this entire back and forth with these dogs. And <laughs> it's so damn funny. And so it's, it's been a, it, they're fun books. And I think that's the best part of this is they're fun books to read. So I have no problem sitting there. Like I probably could go through multiple chapters a night just for me, but 
the goal is to put the boys to sleep. And as soon as one of them falls asleep, I stop basically. It's like, nope, I finished this chapter. He's like, nope, nope, Sam's asleep. I'm going to, I'm wrapping it up because I don't want him to miss the book. So, but that's been, it's been so much fun doing that. And so I want to do, I, I, I think I'm going to start doing that. I think I've, I've set up my little recording box in my closet, which again, the only reason I'm doing this right now is because in, in less than an hour, Rihanna's got to come in here and work. And so I'm doing this in the office and I probably got to edit and do all the rest of the jazz later. Right now I'm recording before she has to get up and go to work. She probably hasn't even gotten out of bed yet. Yeah. But I'm, I want to do, I want to do this and it, it's really something that I've, and I've talked about this before. The audiobook thing is really something I want to get into. It's really something I want to focus on. And I've built a little booth box in my closet in the bedroom because, well, I can't use the booth in my office. <laughs> and so I got I'm doing that. I'm hoping I can maybe make some use of that. So we'll see. We'll see what comes from that. We'll see what all we can do. Um, but in the meantime, I think I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I think we're done for this week in part because, well, let's, let's, let's take one quick trip to the garden before we go. Because, well, why not? I spent so much time talking about, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to do the rest of the garden as Hank because why not? But, I spent so much time talking about getting my brain scraped that I feel like it's just, it, let's, let's just take a nice calming trip to the garden to, to ease into the day. So I told you I had to plant some new pumpkins out there. And well, the, the problem with planting pumpkins this late is there, there's lots of bugs and in, and then, then bugs eat up all my damn pumpkins already. And I've already got like three of them coming and like two of them already been done eating up. So I'm really worried I'm not going to get another set of pumpkins. But we started following this other gardener out here. And she said she just plants a mess of pumpkins and a mess of plants all at once. Just so there's plenty of extras for the bugs to eat. And it's not going to hurt them. She'll at least have a couple of good ones when she's done. So we're, we went along with that. I planted a bunch of extra pumpkins and some onions and some extra carrots and a bunch of other stuff in the gardens. And hopefully the bugs will eat all that stuff instead of eating all my pumpkins. And they won't, maybe they won't eat my cucumbers or my watermelons neither. But you know what? It's all right. It's all right. It's all an experiment. We're just trying to figure out if we can grow some stuff. And if we can, we're going to eat it. That's all that's going to happen. And if we don't have stuff to eat, then we don't have stuff to eat and we try it. But we're trying. I'm going to try and grow some more pumpkins. I'm going to try and grow some damn cucumbers. If the things will ever fruit or something, I'm just getting lots of flowers so far. My watermelons are the same thing. I'm getting lots of flowers, but I'm not getting any fruit off of them. So that's kind of disappointing. I, my, my tomatoes are, are getting a little crispy over there. I don't know what I'm going to do about that. Hopefully, they'll we'll get some tomatoes here at the end of the summer when it cools down a bit. But we don't know yet. We'll see. <sighs> oh, I think I just I just need to do the garden section just like this every time. I think that's what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> All right. I, I got to stop or my wife's going to throw something at me when she hears this. But thank you. And thank you for putting up with all of my weirdness and it's been fun. And you know, this is why this is, this is what I do this for. So hopefully maybe I can get Moxie on here again. Um, we can talk. She's got more time. Last time I was in a rush and it was Rosh Hashanah and she was in a rush and you know, maybe we can get her back and talk about the book and talk about her show and just bullshit for whatever the hell some more right now. We'll see. And maybe I'll record some Hank for you. We'll see what happens. We don't know. But until then, you can subscribe to the show and get all of the back episodes and all the things at oddadoutpodcast.com where you can also sign up for Patreon to get maybe those Hank the Cowdog chapters, whatever I'm doing. Early release on episodes, maybe some extra stickers and bonus stuff or whatever the hell I decide to throw up there for you. You can also go to the website and buy shirts and skateboards and mugs and all sorts of weird socks and weird shit. You know, it's all there. OddDadOutPodcast.com. Click around a bit. Again, I'm at OddDadOut on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget the Oddballs Facebook group where I spend most of my Facebooky time sharing memes and weird bullshit stories and just being silly because I'm silly. That's it. <laughs> but until next week, oddballs, thank you and good night. <laughs>